All right, welcome to Fresh Takes Gaming Podcast. First ever episode here. I am Bub Drum, one of your hosts. Joined with me this evening by my co-host, the DS Claw. Say hello to everybody, DS Claw. There's DS Claw. And, What's up, everybody? <laughs> and Kira Carey. How's it going? It's good to see you, gentlemen, tonight. What have you guys been up to? What have you been playing? What's been in your consoles, PCs, etc.? Um, for myself, I've actually been trying to finish up some of the, the first division so that that way I could get ready for number two coming out. And I have been kind of messing around with Game Pass and some other ones as well. Nice, 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 nice. And what about you, Kira? Uh, first up for me, I'm collecting everything on Rise of the Tomb Raider to get ready for the new Shadow of the Tomb Raider and also finishing up everything on Forza Horizon 3, making a few videos, getting ready for number four to come out. That's, yeah. that's what's up. That is what's up. Myself, I uh, just finished Vanquish today, uh, which was in previous Games with Gold edition Okay. on the Xbox. Um, had one of the... It was a good playthrough. It was about five, six hours made by Sega. But the cool thing that got me was the end, end credits. They actually have you in a space shooter through the end credits, shooting the faces on asteroids of the developers. That's pretty cool. I was like, this is this is the coolest end credit scene I've ever ever seen in, in any game that I've ever played. So, like, they're all flying at you, and you're... I was like, what's going on? This little reticle comes up, and it's like, right stick to aim, right trigger to shoot. I'm like, what is this... What is this? Is this another boss? What's going on? But no, it was all the developer names. Cool. It was the end credits for the game. It was pretty cool. But anyway, gentlemen, the topic for this evening, as you know, is the game that made you realize you are a gamer. And what that means is basically it doesn't have to be the first game or video game you've ever played or any particular console, but that one defining game that you said, this is something I'm probably going to do for the rest of my life in some form or fashion whether you want to do, you know, aspire to do esports, or whether it was just you knew this was going to be a hobby, lifelong hobby of yours. Hi, Grasshopper. Hello, Grasshopper. Uh, um, what's up, Nightmare? So, yeah, as far as as far as like what game got me, like made that kind of trigger pop in in my head was, uh. Final Fantasy, I can't remember which, what, like the actual name of it. Um, uh, old school Game Boy. I played through it multiple, multiple, multiple times. Uh, I had multiple saves on it in different places in the game that I loved actually uh, engaging the enemy on. And uh, Street Fighter 2 was a game that I, You'll that's the first right. time that I saw that it was skill based. And, and when you're fighting somebody, um, it really did pitch you against another human person, and that's where it, it turned into something way cool for me. And and I knew I was going to come back for it. So that's awesome. That, that's my games. Okay, so Street Street Fighter. I big. I was a big fan of Street Fighter. Who was your go to uh, character? Ken for life, man. Ken, Here's Ken. a point. <laughs> Ken for life. That's what's up. That's what's up. I was uh, I was a Ryu man. I was Ryu all day. That's okay. You can be wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. wow! Shots fired! Shots, Shots fired. fired, man! Shots fired! The Street Fighter, man. 
Wow. It's going to escalate pretty quickly. We're going to have like a little <laughs> turf war over here. I know, on right? Computer. I'm going to shore you can you through the, through the, through the internet, man. Oh, I'm garbage now. It'd be like beating up a little kid. It'd be no problem. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm hot trash at fighting games. No, yep. it's, it's the worst. So what, what about you, Kira? Oh, I'm sorry. Got a terrible internet connection here. What was the question again? So what about you? What was the game for you? Or games? Uh, the two of them have got to so, source. Maybe want to be a gamer. Hands down, the very first Need for Speed Underground. Okay. That, that started a very long delve into motorsports and designing on cars that I can horizon and still do to this day. And the other one has got to be Ace Combat. Ace Combat. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the, I started both... off on uh, four, Shattered Skies. Okay. So, see, those those are both series I never really dived into. I'm probably missing out tremendously on that. Now, was yeah, there... What's that? They got their hidden misses in my they got their hidden misses. That's just me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's up. Well, for me, this is going to be very odd because I'm not a sp- sports game fan. I don't play like the Maddens or the NBA 2Ks or NHL games or anything like that. But back in, it was the 90s. I don't know the exact year <laughs> when it came out. But it was it was actually NBA Jam on Super Nintendo. Which is kind of weird because I had an NES, I had a Game Gear, or not a Game Gear, a uh, a Sega, and um, played tons of games out of libraries for those. He's on fi- exactly Johnny Source. That's on exactly fire. what I thought of too when he's he said it. Fire. I was like, "He's on fire!" And then a big old bam. That's right. That's right. My my go-to team was the, uh, the Charlotte. So, but it was weird because. I mean, I played Mario's, I played Sonic's, I played Zelda's, I played all these games. But never occurred to me, and it could have been an age thing, because I was older at that time, prior to when those previous consoles and games came out. So I was probably early early teens, 13-ish maybe at the time, 12, 13. I actually competed in an NBA Jam tournament <laughs> at, my nice. local, at my, lo- yeah, my local... Uh, Card shop, comic shop, whatever you want to call it, video game shop. Very small town I, I I grew up in in that portion of my life. But they were holding an NBA Jam tournament. I was like, I'm pretty damn good at this game. Talked to my parents. <laughs> we were like, Come get wrecked. Really? <laughs> You're, you want to pay, like, because there's a door fee, right? There's, like, an, yeah. an entry fee. I think it was, like, 10 bucks at the time. Yo, thanks for the follow, John Source. And um, at the time, my parents were like, why are we going to waste $10 on a video game tournament? <laughs> I get that. I, at the time, I totally understand it now, looking back on it. Mm-hmm. So, I think oh, the name of the place was like Mike's Upper Deck or something like that. I can't remember. Yep. 100%. So, went up there, paid my, like a week before, went there with my mom or dad or both, paid the $10 fee, said, okay, next Saturday, you'll have a slot, da 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 Show up. You know, it was just a, like a bracket tournament. I think there were maybe 30 kids, which was a big turnout at the time. 
So all day, just cycling through, match after match, just getting people, taking them out. Da -da 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 -da. So finally get to the final game. I end up losing. I finished second in the tournament. So I got like a gift card or like a free pick of something in the in the shop. But at that moment in time, I was like, video games can be competitive, like outside of couch co-op, right? With your, with your buddy yeah. or something like that. Like competing against a complete stranger, never played this game with in my life. And I was just like, it was a lot of fun. Granted, yeah, I took, took second, neither here nor there. But that at that moment, I realized I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, there's no way around it. There's, it just stuck with me. Yep. And um, to this day, I still love NBA Jam. That's one of the very few sports nice. games I love, which is NBA Jam. So that was, that was the one for me. And then there have been, and to tag on to this, um, and you guys can chime in as well, were there any other games that kind of rekindled that love of video games to make it just give that push further to like keep keep playing video games the horizon series the horizon series okay yeah i gotta think yeah, they, they nightmare. Halo, halo 2 why am i not surprised nightmare i think as far as like love of video um i would have to go with contra um Contra and uh, Link, actually. Those two games, um, or sorry, Legend of Zelda, as it was called proper on the NES. Uh, <laughs> those two games really got me hooked in because that was the first time that I could play at my house. Um, out, we never owned an Atari or a Coleco or any of that. We didn't have a PC. Um, so when I got the opportunity to play those games at my house, it was amazing, and I, I loved I loved the bullet hell that was Contra. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, that's, like, that's, hell, that's where I really started getting into like memorizing placement of stuff and levels. Because um, I I probably it's going to come down where when they're going to shoot what they're going to shoot and uh, power ups that you could find. Um, I loved it. I was hooked. I was hooked. Now, did you actually ever beat Legend of Zelda? I beat all of them. You beat all of them? The only one that I... Well, let me... let me. To be fair, I haven't played Wind Waker. I haven't played... I have new ones. But everything that was on the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, uh, I destroyed. I destroyed those games. I loved them. I had a great time. That's awesome. I was trying to speed run the 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 one on the sixty four for the longest time. That was oh, gotcha. that was a lot of fun. Gotcha. Yeah, sixty four one was really good. Hey, what's up, Hazardous Mike? Yeah, Link to the Past. That was one of my favorite ones. For life. Link to the Past was great. Um, what about you, Kira? You well, you said uh, the whole series. The Horizon series. Yeah. Horizon series. So are you are you a are you a little bit of a gearhead, then? Am I, is that a safe assumption? I grew up around two mechanics that one of them still drag race and the other one doesn't. So All right. yeah, yeah, I'd say so but then. I'm kind of familiar with that. Yeah, for sure. My uh, I think one of my buddies in chat, Johnny Stars, he's 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 a gearhead too. So, um, for me, I would say the 
Halo series, I would say one through three, probably reignited that. I remember the first time I played Halo, I was just like completely blown away. You know, first yeah. first time playing it on, on, on Xbox, I was at a buddy's house and it was something else. It was, it just, I've never played anything, seen anything like it at that time. And I was just like, holy crap, I need to go get an Xbox like next week. <laughs> That's so, back with the Duke controller too. I, man, I remember, I I remember playing Halo. Yeah, man. That... And with my giant tablet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that was amazing. It was, it was crazy. That Duke controller. I actually kind of missed that Duke controller. I think it felt good. Now, granted, I have these big, huge, like bear paws, but for me, it was a good feeling controller. And um, I want to pick up that new Duke Nightmare. Speaking of the Duke, and. Um, You played the Atari on your own Grasshopper? Awesome. But, uh, yeah, Giant Source Rex <laughs> put in there, uh, Apollo wins. So there was, I don't know if it was introduced in Halo 1 or Halo 2, where you could set up the custom game types for, um, like, co-op, couch yeah. co-op. I think it was Halo 1. Okay, thanks, Johnny. Um, so Johnny is a good friend of mine, long-standing friend of mine in real life, and we used to play... Uh, four-player Halo 1, and we had this custom game type called Apollo Wins, which <laughs> was based off our friend DJ's co-worker at the Chinese restaurant here where we lived, who's named Apollo, and he was just kind of a crazy guy, so he picked all the craziest settings. And I think it was active camo, swords, rocket launchers on King of the Hill, or some, something crazy like oh, that. Oh, good lord. So <laughs> it was Insanity Incarnate. But so many fond memories of playing that game type with three other buddies of mine. And that's just like, yeah, I love gaming. It's just, it is what it is. And it's never going to, okay, there we go. No radar. He, he clarifies it for me. Thank you. No radar, active camera, <laughs> no energy radar. swords, plasma grenades, rocket launchers, king of the hill. Okay. I got most of it right. Got most of it right. So yeah, it you was. You got most of it. You got most of it. <laughs> the no radar part I forgot because that sucked. So these matches would go on forever because you couldn't see anybody. Nobody wanted to move. Radar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just fire at the spot that's the king of the hill, and that was that. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Many late nights. <laughs> Many late nights playing that. So, but yeah, that kind of reinvigorated me for gaming, and then for. Ooh. Xbox 360, there was another game, which probably not a lot of people have played, but it's called Asura's Wrath. Very Japanese. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very Japanese game. So, it was Asura's Wrath. You're, um... You touched it, but not much nightmare. So, it was kind of like a action... Action... RP some RPG elements there really wasn't leveling up or like skill trees or anything like that but you're this guy Sura you're like a demigod and these people took your daughter and we're going to use her these these other demigods are going to take your daughter and do all this other crazy stuff but the whole like but there's a lot of button mashing which I'm not like a super fan mm-hmm. of but just the different aspects of the game they did looked awesome like it was just beautiful so you had this one side-scrolling part where you were like firing like these arm rockets. <laughs> Again, it's a Japanese video game. Why yeah. not? Why not have arm rockets? So 
Oh, that's a good one, Three Grasshopper. Goldeneye. That is a good one. That is a good one. I forgot about awesome. that. Good call. Goldeneye good call. on the 64. That was, uh, I would say that's probably where my love for PB Goldeneye and where it soon died. But a lot of fun. Where it soon died. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that game and uh, Prince of Persia back on the PC. The OG of Prince of Persia. I forgot about really? that until we were talking. Yeah. Really? I never I had a lot of, a lot of love for that. And then there was a game on TurboGrafx 16 called R Type that oh. was a bullet hell game. Yeah, I remember. It was R-Type. a side scroller. And it was rough. I still have a TurboGrafx 16. I don't know if it works. I found it at a yard sale many years ago. And I was like, I just need this for the sake of just having a piece of gaming history. <laughs> Whether it powers yep. powers up or not, or outputs video or not, I need to have this. Same thing with an OG Xbox. I still have an OG Xbox for the sake of having a piece of gaming history. So, yep. I had my Nintendo for a long time, and finally I just had to let the dream go. Yeah. Because I was going to start pulling all of them off, off the ROM sites, but those uh, that's it's not ethical, so I didn't really do it. But, well, that could be a topic for another show, is the whole yeah. world of, of ROMs <laughs> and physical cartridges of old games and, and things like that. But um, that yeah, maybe we could cover that <laughs> in another topic. Or if we have time, we can cover it in here. I don't care. Um, lots of cussing at the Dormant College because of Goldeneye. Yes. Back to Goldeneye. I totally forgot about that. Like, the N64 was one of those consoles that, I did love, um, and had fond memories of it. I remember what was there. There was a was a perfect dark, perfect dark game um, yep. was on there, and I loved that game. And it was just one of those things that I'm trying to adjust something here. Um, you play, you know, I just it was a good playthrough, and I think that had multiplayer. But at the time, I don't think I played much multiplayer in that one. The, the one I played multiplayer in was, was Goldeneye. My brother and I, I have an older brother. He loved the game, but he was terrible at it. <laughs> but he kept playing, and I would own him every time. Um, and he would never want to play with the golden gun or anything like that. Because he knows I would, if I got it, it was, <laughs> it was a short-lived match. So... The one that I liked is uh, that's where they really started playing with the HUD system was in Goldeneye. So instead yes. of having it like just constantly visible at the corners of your screen, you'd actually pull up your watch and you had that little kind of like glance oh, down yeah. and you know to trick your stuff out. That was cool and it was uh, it was a subtle thing that made it different and kind of brought it in. I don't know a little little more immersion for me. Kingdom Nightmare was talking about a game that's not Halo. Kingdom Under Fire Crusaders. I haven't played that one. Can't say I've Kingdom Under that. Fire was good. It's an RTS. Okay, that's um, pr- probably why I didn't guys, play it. and then you would move them around. I dug the game. I got frustrated at some of the stuff in it, like really, really bad though. Yeah, I think it was had the like it was fantasy. So you had dark elves. You had different races of people. Okay. And the dark elves that were on horseback. They were like your archers that were super like ninja maneuverable. Okay. And the AI on it wasn't the best for, for my play style. So I constantly got owned 
and it killed me inside. Paint mode on Goldeneye. Yeah, I was never good at RTSs. RTSs? RTSs? Yeah, our real-time strategy games was never my thing. Um, It was just... I wanted to love them. I did. I wanted to love them. I did. (laughs) But it just, just, just never clicked with me. But um, yes, yeah, Cat Murphy. I was waiting for Captain Murphy, something to bring up StarCraft in some capacity because that was like the ultimate RTS. I was like the OG RTS. Red alert. alert. Yeah. Good times. Um, what an OG uh, World of Warcraft. I, I love that game. Yeah, <sighs> World. I was I was just getting ready to go there, right. man. I was getting ready to like. At one point in time, World of Warcraft reinvigorated my love of gaming, but it became a point to where it was. It went from a love of gaming to an obsession, <laughs> and I've played it like straight for like three, four years, multiple expansions, whatever. And I was just like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Was that the MMO? That was or the was MMO that one. The... That was not. Yeah. That wasn't Warcraft. That was World of Warcraft, which is the MMO one. Okay. But you may talk about the art. Yeah, Warcraft. Warcraft. I'd yeah. Love- Oh, I loved it. I played the crap out of that game. And then the World of Warcraft where it went into MMO, MMO kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so it never really super appealed. But Duck Hunt, I uh, oh. I, don't know if you ever played the game Rise and Shine, but when you finally no. get to shoot the dog, it's an achievement in that game where you get to shoot the Duck Hunt dog. I had no idea. Oh, and it counts. Oh, it counts. And it was it was like years of just vindication <laughs> shooting him. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I had no idea. Wow. I had no idea about that. Nice. I had no idea you could shoot the dog. I hated that dog. <laughs> Everybody hated that. Everybody hates dog. that dog, man. Everybody <laughs> hated that dog. I had no idea could, in Rise of China you could shoot the do- that dog. I never even heard of that game, but that's crazy. Second player controller could control the ducks. <laughs> Trevor's sister crazy. Uh, that's too funny, man. I could <laughs> see your sister getting mad pissed at that, man. Um, What was... I was just going to say something. Do you remember the... um? It was a Super Nintendo thing, the Super Scope 6. Oh, God, yeah. I yes. can't remember because that was another thing that kind of reinvigorated gaming because there was a tangible... I know you had the Zapper with the NES, right? But there was like something more tangible with that Super Scope 6. And yeah, it was like a bazooka. Yeah, it was, it was a bazooka. <laughs> exactly. But I can't remember the, the launch game that utilized that. I cannot for the life of me remember that. Because um, there was a game where it was like a side-scrolling, like almost kind of like Gundam-ish kind of... Th- monster killing sort of thing and I can't remember the name of that game for the life of me it's going to drive me nuts it's absolutely going to drive me nuts the power of Google. Google this is what Google's for pardon me everybody I'm going to search it yeah yeah I'm going hot does anybody else remember what I'm talking about in chat I no you were talking about it and I brought bad uh pilot wings the game nope it wasn't pilot wings and yeah, but that was an amazing game. Oh, Pilot Wings was awesome. <laughs> That's oh, where I started like another really SNES achieving. game. F Zero. F Zero. I loved F Zero, the racing game. Oh my god, I loved it. That had to have gotten. What about you, Kira? Did you play that? I never beat it. I, I don't know if anybody ever beat that game. That was hard. 
I only played it once in a while. My brother had it. What was it? What was another? I mean, if you're talking about hard games, never beaten. What was the other one? Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. No. Never beat that one. Fun Six. game, though. Six. What game was that? Was it? I see stuff. There's things. Mecha theme light gun shooting game. I think it was called Battle Clash. What? That looks right. That used the Super Scope 6. Just looking at the box art. Yep, I think that's right. Battle Clash. I didn't. Re I didn't remember it being called that, but you know, Wikipedia. Oh, hard games. Bat yeah, Battle Toads. <laughs> Battle Toads was different. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> and the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I don't know if you remember the original one. It was terrible. Ter mm. Terribly hard. Mm. Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. That just, that's rage inducing. That is straight, like, if you mm. are a glutton for punishment, you're going to try to sit down and play that game. Yeah. Golly. If you want to get, like, physically close to crying, play <laughs> yep. that one. Yeah. Yep. I did. I had a couple like rage, like where the tears start welling up in the corners of the eyes, mm -hmm. and it wasn't because like of hurt feelings. It was just I'm doing you doing so everything mad. you can like, not to break your controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been a guy that likes throw their controller or like smash things. That's just not me. But there was a couple times where I'd have like frustration tears. Rage quitting was normal for us. The electric seaweed. Are you talking about the uh, the turtles game, Johnny Source? I'm assuming that's what that's the only one I can remember. The electric seaweed that was the worst. Oh my god, I hated that electric seaweed. Man, I'm trying to think of what other what other PC games like really brought it home for you because I was a huge fan of like from Sierra during that time when when computer gaming was starting to take off. So like yeah. your your uh, King's Quest, your Space Quest games, those were amazing. I loved mm -hmm. those role playing kind of um, like really puzzle focused and oriented games. Mist, the only you, time that they went all? a little too far, King's Quest Six. There was a point in the game where you had to get a boot, and it seemed really arbitrary, and it didn't seem like a big deal. But, but you literally, but you wouldn't find that out for hours. You wouldn't find that oh, out for hours if you gotcha. didn't grab a boot, because wow. there was a small cutscene that would happen on the screen that you'd go onto a bunch, and there was a cat that would chase a mouse. And if you didn't have the boot, you couldn't interact with it. But if you oh, threw the wow. boot, you could hit the cat, and it, the mouse it would save the mouse, and the mouse would unlock your chains at the end of the game. And if you didn't what? save the mouse, you could, flat out couldn't beat it. That's terrible. Wow. Yeah, it was it was terrible. a hateful game. It was awesome. Wow. I love I love those series. Loved them. City of Heroes. City okay. of Heroes was good. I remember I remember jo uh, Johnny Source playing that non-stop and was trying to get me into it and I just didn't I was just like nope I'm not gonna do it oh yeah Doom Doom was Doom was the best Wolfenstein <laughs> OG Wolfenstein yeah yep. you tried you tried to get me to City Heroes man what was the uh, there was another one it was oh it was one of the uh, very first um, first person like puzzle thriller mystery kind of games on the playstation Mist? on the first playstation no it was on the first place but i remember mist mist was was good on the pc 
Um, but there was a game called D. It was just the letter D. It was for the, PS, the very first PlayStation. And I remember when I got this thing, I rented it, and the thing was four discs. I was like, what is happening? What is going on right now? Why does this thing have four discs? And, um, dude, still to this day, it was one of the first games I can remember that would allow you to do multiple playthroughs and, get, and had multiple endings that hmm. could could be present. I think there were six different endings, and I only ever got two. That's huge. Yeah, and I only ever got two of them. But four discs, man. I it thought you were like... going to say Night Trap. <laughs> Night Trap. That's I remember Night Trap. That was like when the FM... What was that? That was the FMV PC game, wasn't it? Yep. Like full motion video? It was like... Yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. But yeah, um, I remember Night Trap. Yeah, Night Trap was a uh, an interesting deal, and that was the one. That's where they actually started getting into coming up with uh, the rating scheme for video games, whether it was mature, minor, whatever, that's or right. E for everyone. They used that one as uh, video games were violent. This. I remember and, this. And, uh, yep, I vaguely, I vaguely remember that was this. their go-to case. Yeah, I and that was the, the cornerstone for coming up with the rating scheme as we know it now. That's, I do remember. But it, that. like, you look at it now and it's ridiculous. Like the theme song for it, it had its own like music <laughs> video, like where they're all doing the <laughs> kind of oh shit in the beginning. <laughs> it was oh great, God. man. It was great. Speaking of the uh, full motion video type games, do you remember? Uh, God, this game was terrible too. I never got further than like. It was kind of movement based, so you have to do moves in a way. But it was all FMV. It was called Sewer Shark. It was for the Sega CD. No, now we're gonna bell. I don't, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it, it, was, <laughs> it was. It was terrible. It was. It was pretty bad, huh? Oh, dude! It you want to talk about raging? Because they would call it coordinates. It was basically like twelve o'clock, six o'clock, three o'clock, nine o'clock. Like that was it. But you're in first person view of this like ship i don't know what else to call it but you're in a sewer and it's like these real people think of like starship troopers in the sewer but only from a first person view and you're in this like capsule ship and you're trying to take out these rats i don't know man i don't know who yeah, came it already up with this. sounds it already sounds dodgy yeah but you would have to hit mortal up. combat i i think oh, mortal combat for the win for a full motion video I, yeah man it's, Mortal it's Kombat. pretty solid grasshopper. Mortal, Mortal Kombat, man. I popped so many quarters into that game in the arcade. So yep, many times. I could have fun to college. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A lot of quarters and money, quarters and money wasted, tokens wasted, just getting my butt handed to me. Because there was no moves list. I mean, that was, that was the thing about arcades. It wasn't like you could hit pause and figure out what did what. That didn't exist. It was trial by fire back in the day. It arcades. didn't exist. But that's where the internet was coming out of its infancy. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember, like, CompuServe and Fry's Electronics and stuff. Yeah, I remember but that, CompuServe. when billboarding and, and uh, bulletin boards were becoming a thing in uh, the inter- on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, like, there's some regret. I have, like, some regret now, but not a lot because it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it was the venture move. So what I would do is I would go and I'd get all the moves off of those sites 
I would write them all out in a Word document, and then I would print it, and then I would take it and go make copies on a Xerox machine, <laughs> and I would take it to the arcade, and I would stomp a mud hole in people's asses, and then I'd sell it to them for five bucks. They... I did it with that, and I did it with uh, quite the business killer, killer instinct. I did it with Killer Instinct too. Killer Instinct. Dude, I'd show up with a stack of those damn oh my things. God, I'm not this even guy. playing, man. Like this guy was hustling back I know. in the day. No, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat sorry, but at the same time, like, no, I, oh, I made mine as a kid. So yeah. I do it, and then uh, at the arcade owners because they loved it because there'd be a line of people just stepping up to just get hammered on. Yeah. Uh, especially with Killer Instinct, so they'd actually give me a buck in tokens, and I'd just go, and then they'd be like, "All right, we got you next time too, man." So. It was like the oh, arcade yeah. ringer. Yeah, I know. I made money, dude. That's how I got through summers. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a solid business plan. Make money. But, but who was your guy? Who Who was your character that you played, that you stomped everybody uh, with? Fulgor was, was my boy. And then uh, I loved uh, Liu Kang. Liu Kang was a beast on the first Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, was, I wasn't the best person. <laughs> did you get in any of those games? It is what it is. I don't do that anymore. What's that? Did you get in any any of those two games? Uh, I played Mortal Kombat for a little while. Never really got into them. Okay, which is weird. Probably because I massively sucked at them. <laughs> well, it's, you didn't. It's because you didn't have Claw's handy dandy manual with you. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Life, man. Yeah, man. I mean, my uh, in Mortal uh, Kombat, man. It, I wasn't fortunate enough to purchase the uh, the manual. It was trial by fire for me, and I learned. Yeah, back by burning a hole in my wallet. I learned by burning a hole in my wallet, and uh, my my dude was uh, yeah, my like grasshopper. My dude was Scorpion. Once I figured out his move set, finally figured it out. That's that was my go to every time. And then in um, Killer Instinct. My guy was Cinder, all day. Cinder was good too. Cinder, Cinder was my was dude. Good. I would charge at you, juggle you up. It's game over, man. Mm-hmm. I just keep you, I just keep you, keep you occupied all day. But yeah, um, yeah. arcade days, man. Oh my gosh, just take it back. Yeah, I miss them. I do I too. I, I miss. I miss. I don't know if you, you know, where you guys are at. If you have like a local mall or anything, but the malls we have don't have arcades in them anymore, and it's quite unfortunate. Mm-hmm. There's no more arcades. No more arcades. The so upsetting. last one I saw one in would be in Virginia. I went through a mall in Virginia trying to think of the place. I don't remember the town, but it actually still had a mall that had an arcade section in it. Huh. And there was one in my uh, hometown of St. Louis that had one for the longest time, so even when I was in high school. I'm trying to figure out where in Virginia you were because I live in Virginia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure uh, out where it's it was, it was a long time ago. Yeah. The mall's probably not there anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like 2011, I think. Okay. Everything everything now, in, in at least the area I'm in, are these town centers. Everything's a town center of some sort with whatever yep. amenities. So there's, there's no need to have... The riffraff of an arcade. Nobody goes to them anymore. Yeah. Nobody wants to play them anymore. But I remember, like, that would be a spot in the mall that you'd go and you'd meet up with your friends. Like, you'd talk about it at school, like, okay, we're going to meet up here at this time, man. 
And then, like, from there, like, we'll go hang out and do stuff. We'll, like, go to whoever's house and da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nightmare was the, oh, yeah, that Fireteam Raven Halo game looks looks pretty that cool. Looks Those dope, are, dude. There is a, are, they a, are they exclusive to, like, Dave & Buster's or something like that? I'm trying to... I, I believe so. Some exclusive. There are some Dave & Buster's in relative distance around me. I'm going to have to go hit that up. I thought about it. Oh, it is Captain Murphy? Do they actually have, like, decent games there still? Is it all, like, pinball machines? Person bets on a fighting game. There was a fight. Yeah, see, that's what happened. Was there, I was there. Oh, yeah. Film a documentary. <laughs> it's Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. Oh, man. You crack me up, man. Oh, wait. You film a documentary. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is too Talking funny. about the, the morphology of the arcade experience. The arcade experience and um, I the fire team Raven. Halo game that's in the arcades. Yeah. If I go there, man, I'll. There it does look fun because that's the that's the ODS team, ODST team that is on Pillar of Autumn, right? I think is the core story to that. They're there with Chief while Chief is running around doing his stuff. Mm. I I'm, I'm not sure. I think it. I think it is. I think it is the ODST stuff. And I think it's like a like you actually sit in something. You have like a big like gun sort of situation. From what I've yep. seen, that's what it looks it's like. like. A, yeah, it's like the Dino. What is it? Dino Crisis or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. was like the big series that you get in. Oh well, wow, they have the Simpsons Arcade there. Talk about a game I put a lot of quarters in and never got anywhere. That Simpsons Arcade <laughs> game was was damn, was a beast, man. My God, so was the X Men Arcade game. I don't know if you remember that. The four player X Men. Yeah, that was a rough one too. Gauntlet, Gauntlet was just a quarter sucking Hoover. That was that was that was a rough one. Yeah, yeah. I think back then, like the arcade, the arcade games were developed to make you keep spending quarters. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. that was that there, there was no way. And then when they did like the console ports of them, they I think they dumbed down the difficulty to a degree. Possibly, I, that's just what it seems like to me. I have no, I have no basis for this <laughs> for this argument. That's just how it appeared to me. Game rule. Thank God, Gauntlet came out on sixty four. Yeah, Gauntlet on sixty four was really good. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And then he had uh, what was it? Golden Axe. Oh, Golden Axe Golden was Axe. for that mm-hmm. same same yeah. era. I remember. I think. I think it was. Uh, Johnny Soros mentioned Altered Beast earlier for Sega. I got that baby on. I got. I did download that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna beat that time in my life. Yes. Oh man, yeah, that was. I mean, ROMs. Again, we could, if you want to, kind of start going in that direction. We can kind of veer off course here a little bit and talk about the whole ROM thing if you want. Who here has? Uh, it's not, it's not, this is your show, man. It is my, it is my show. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about ROMs briefly. I mean, we only got about fifteen minutes or so left. So, the do you think it's a legality issue or a morality issue? The the whole deal with ROMs and playing ROMs. 
I think it's a bit of both, but I think what it really comes down to it is some of those companies that develop those games that are uploaded to ROMs are no longer around. Uh, so as, as far as the IP is concerned, there's really nobody left holding a bag in order to maintain it. So there's really nobody that's losing out on it. I understand that M licensing, like Nintendo's the one that had hunts all the ROM sites. Right. Uh, because they had all the old school ones. And that, and like, I get it. Um, and I understand that they, they want the money. Uh, but as far as like some of those arcade games uh, that a lot of Sega did and Square Enix mm-hmm. made a lot of them, um, I don't really, if there was a place that I could legally buy it and like, I would totally right. do it. Yeah, I but was. They don't have any interest in bringing some of those titles back because it's a very niche group of older players that want to play them, like this dude. Right, right. What What about you, Kier? How How do you feel about that whole topic? I gotta kind of agree with them. I mean, is it really a loss for them? Was yeah. as much money they make in? Like, is it a loss? Yeah. So I really don't have too much of an opinion on there, just because I haven't done it. Okay, fair enough. Except fair enough. for probably could get my would do Twisted Metal Black too. Right. Oh, Twisted Metal. Oh god. Twisted Metal is good. We gotta do that one of these days. Mm-hmm. Twisted Metal is good. Yeah, that was my first uh, introduction to PvP. Okay. Oh, that's a good introduction, oh, man. I would, I would do that. Yeah. yeah, that was my first introduction there. That's that's good. That's good. To um, my take on it is kind of in line with you, Claw and and Kira is. I look at it more of a of a distribution issue. Mm-hmm. I would understand it from a legal standpoint if you were still distributing these games in cartridge form for these classic consoles. The fact is, you're mm-hmm. not. You haven't been for years, mm-hmm. and have no plans to do so, right? And if you look yeah. at let's just take Nintendo, for example, because that's the main. That's one of the biggest ROM collections out there is if you go on yep. these ROM sites you look the, the biggest one the biggest list is for NES yeah which you can't get anymore half those games you're not going to find you can't go correct to GameStop or EB games or whatever the thing is and just like oh hey I want this cartridge for Bionic Commando it's not going to yep. happen mm-hmm. or I want the original you know Contra game not going to find it yep you may find some some chump on eBay trying to trying to scalp you for it for a few hundred dollars, but other than and, that, but that goes back. But that goes right back to dis- distribution. Exactly, because the company's not going to get any of that revenue. Exactly, it's nope. just like Joe from Florida that I'm getting it from. So <laughs> you don't want yeah. this pocket and the money at that point. One hundred percent. So. But if they did do like an archive thing, like a not necessarily a Game Pass thing, I guess I would say, but like a old school video game kind of collection site where I could go and I could pay a certain fee and I could play the game, and be legal about it, I'd be I'd I'd do it in a heartbeat. Exactly, and again, like it all ties back to distribution. So you, someone's counter arguing could be, well, they released those sixty dollar NES consoles in like Target stores and stuff. Okay, yeah, you get mm-hmm. 30 to 60 games. Maybe 20 to 30% of those games you're actually interested in from either in a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a playthrough perspective or a nostalgia perspective. A bunch of the other ones, yeah. 
you're like, yeah, I don't care about these eight football games that might be on there, you know, from various yep. years, whatever the case may be. Don't care about that. But like mm-hmm. you said, if they had a online accessible virtual console, or even if they brought something like that to the Switch, I would be more inclined to buy a Nintendo Switch if I could have like a full library of virtual console games at my fingertips. Pay $10 a month for access to it, and hey, I can queue up whatever whatever NES game I want or SNES game I want. That would be fantastic, but they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're by not doing something in that regard, you're perpetuating the usage of ROMs and emulation in a potentially gray area. I feel like there's, I'm just reading Nightmare's comment real quick. Yep. Solid argument. Because digital. Yeah. Yeah. With a game released 2004, 2034, I think the industry will make it where we can go back and play it because of digital. Exactly. Um, And I think the... I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't... That's solid. So... Well, just look at um, look at, at Microsoft and the back compat they're doing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> now we just got just caught up with my my brain there uh, with the whole backwards compatibility thing. I'm playing. I just recently gotten uh, through backwards compatibility the I think it's Ninja Gaiden Black, which was on the OG Xbox from 2000, probably 2004, 2005, 2006, something like that. A, yeah. over a decade old that's available to me because Microsoft is forward thinking enough to take on this initiative to bring things from their previous generations and make them available on their current generation to play which well is... PlayStation Store does a pretty good job too as far okay. as backwards compatibility and I don't necessarily have to join on Game Pass. I think that that if we're going to talk about the kind of accessibility, I would say that PlayStation wins because I can still plug in a disc or I can go on their store and get it that way. And it's not necessarily I had to purchase it again in order to get it into a new digital format. And I I can just like I can literally play games and just go slap them in the floor and get done with it and get get it on. Same with PS2 games and not have any issue whatsoever and have to go completely redownload the game and like go through this whole rigmarole. Um, the only one that, that seems to be lacking in that area and the reason how come I think that this is actually a topic right now is because Nintendo had it on lock for so long in the beginning, they beat out ColecoVision uh, and in doing so, they had the market. So all the games that I remember fondly from my childhood were, was a was an NES game and an yeah. SNES game. Um, so any of those titles that I think about from my youth that I want to play, I have to kind of answer to them. And they're the ones that are seeking out those ROM sites and crushing with extreme prejudice. Yeah. So it, it yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny that why to me it doesn't seem like this happens with any other media like if you take books for example you can get a you can get a book that was written originally in got 1960 and fine 
an updated version of it available for you to go buy today at a bookstore, Barnes and Noble, whatever. Yeah. You know, look at Treasure Island. That's a perfect example. The original Treasure Island was written, I don't know, a long time ago. But you can go buy a copy of it today at a Barnes and Noble. Constantly republished, exactly, on a current medium. So, I mean, frick, if it was written on papyrus back in whenever it was written, <laughs> you can now get in paperback, right? Whatever. Same thing with, with the same... paperback. <laughs> like, uh, I can't find a stone tablet anymore, but hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing with movies. You, okay, you want the, you know, I used to work many years ago in a video store. Before, during the transition from VHS to DVD. Okay, stuff that originally came out on VHS, you eventually came out, was redistributed on DVD, Blu-ray, digital, download. Mm-hmm. Why, is, why are video games seeming, seeming to be the exception of this sort of redistribution or republishing? I don't understand it. Um, and again, this feeds into the the issue of ROMs and emulators being so prevalent out there. The I, the I, I would agree. I I think the only one that really does that is Rare, and but Rare does their flagship titles and Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo kind of all do agree with bringing back their platinum title or whatever the hell they want to church it up as for whatever system or um, they all bring back their flagship oh, ones that follow Cat Murphy. the best selling recoup some more money on that same title but in doing so I don't get to play really kind of cool weird games like Wonders from Wise uh, that that was a game that that I'm I, I probably will never see come back officially to Nintendo whatsoever right um, but like I was amazed when I saw Fusion Frenzy. I thought that that was pretty impressive when that hit uh, yeah. the Xbox Store. That yeah. was another kind of weird title. But I think once again that came from Rare. I don't think that that came as a Microsoft directed thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, hmm, they were just going back and forth. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think there's necessarily a conclusion. Is just republish your crap. Yeah, republish, republish it. I'll pay make it, for, it I'll, pay it. I'll make it yeah. rain, dude. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. It's like if you yeah. redistribute it or republish it, people are going to buy it. So There's some games that I would I would straight up pay for. Like uh, I was looking at re-downloading from Steam. I was looking at downloading uh, Space Quest series so that my daughter could play it. Because it was okay. so cool to me, and I was like, "She's got my sense of humor, and I think she would really enjoy it too." And so, once again, I'm gonna buy the damn game, and it's like another forty bucks that I'm gonna pay for some shit that I beat years ago. Yep, years ago. Yep. But I want to <laughs> share that with my kids. So exactly. Yeah, just quit playing around. Quit shutting down the sites, man. Yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> just open your own. <laughs> <laughs> Let us have the sites or remake the game. Yeah, let the consumer decide. How about that? That's crazy. I know, right? What? Supply and demand. Let the really? consumer make the call. Let the consumer what? make the call. Say what? Uh, Johnny Soros <laughs> says, "I never rewind Blu-rays." That's <laughs> too stupid. But he also asks, "What what is a game that you guys would be super stoked to see a current reboot or remaster of?" I can answer that. I'm waiting for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Bad. That's a good one. Bad. 
<laughs> said bad. He's like really bad. I got I got to think of something yeah. else though. Since you got seven, I got to think of something else. I wouldn't mind seeing remastered. Uh, what is it? Resident Evil Two that they're redoing, or is it four? Yes, RE Two is the new one that's coming out. Yeah, that looks Resident amazing. They used the RE Seven engine for it. Yeah, Cat Murphy's one just mentioned that in chat. He's he. I know yes. he's a big Resident Evil fan. He loves those games. Oh yeah. Good on you. Yes. Um, Good pick. I'm. This is tough. I'm trying to like remember a like weird eclectic title that I only. That's what I'm trying to think of. That maybe know. hasn't been remade. I think. Yeah. Because there have been a lot of reboots and remasters in the last few years. Um, it seems to be one of the trends. Like, oh, we can't. You know, new IPs are tough. Let's just uh, remaster or reboot something. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, the OG Metal one. I, I'd be about yeah. the, the first one, the very first one where it was top down, third person. Yeah. And it was garbage on mechanic play. Not do it. <laughs> it's garbage on mechanic. There was a game for the for the NES man that was called um, Adventure Island. You're like okay. this little chubby, I think Hawaiian dude running around throwing little stone axes and stuff. I love the crap out of that game. I would like to see a reboot or remaster of that. Don't know how that would go over, but I think it was made by Hudson Soft. And I don't think Hudson Soft is even around anymore or if they've been absorbed or something. Well, is it the Legend of Bonk? It was the caveman and he was bald. Bonk's Revenge. That was on Turbo Graphics. Yeah, Bonk's Adventure, Bonk's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah, Bonk was awesome. That would be cool. But the the one that I I would like to see since you brought up dinosaurs is uh, Turok. Oh, dude, Turok would be awesome on on current, on like current stuff. That would be awesome. Turok would be awesome. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually forgot about Turok. Fuck the T-Rex. What about you? What about... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid dinosaurs. So hey, man, what about you, I had you, that experience, right? No, man, I get it. I get it. We all have those those bosses. Oh, man. Talk like, was so good. That was a good one. Three that, weird... that was a good one. Um, Old school Metroid would be fun. That would be interesting to see. Like the yeah, first the, one. The first one. Yeah. Eight eight bit eight bit version, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's you know that's what I like to see remaster of Sonic Spinball. I don't know if you remember oh that goodness. game or not for the Sega. It was a Sonic pinball style game. And damn if that game wasn't fun. That was like a awesome, fun game that not a lot of people remember. But the people that do are like hell yes. <laughs> Sonic Spinball. That is the best. Was that you and me, Kit Murphy, hey, you know talking last week I about that? That's why it's in my brain. If we went back to uh, the ROM discussion, I think Sonic is a perfect description of that. But Sega went through, and, and like, my hat's off to Sega, and, like, I, I will salute the shit out of them. They went through and actually bought all the modded community, went through and redid a lot of those games. And that's they're the ones that actually made the remaster that just came out. It, oh wow! It was, it was the it was the community. It wasn't them doing like a like they formulated a team and then they yeah. used that team to upgrade all their stuff. It was the community itself that it came from, and I think that that is uh, uh, that kind of move is super respectable and and 
if more things like that happened, like if Bethsaida kind of enabled more, I think it would be amazing. Um, I think we could see some games like that come back because there are other people, there's other old farts like me that are all around going, you know something? I got some time on my hands. I can make Turok happen. (laughs) (laughs) I got some wisdom under my belt. There you go. I got some wisdom under my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, wow. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Good, good, uh, good chatting. I think we're going to wrap this up here. We're hitting right around the hour mark, and I don't want to keep you guys too long. I told you uh, we would keep it to about an hour. So, um, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts on anything? Um, uh, no, I think I kind of barfed all the ones I had out. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, again, thank you to chat for uh, coming and interacting with us. Really good having you guys in here tonight. Thank you for the host and for all the follows. And I want to thank you two gentlemen for coming on here, expressing your thoughts about uh, this topic or topics. It kind of, kind of hit two more topics tonight. That was good though. And um, yeah, if uh, you don't know the, or if you just listen to audio and you're not really paying attention to the video, you can look at the video and see where to follow each one of us on our various platforms: on Mixer, on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, etc. Don't forget to follow the channel here. You can also find the channel at Fresh Takes Pod on Twitter. So be sure to hit that with a follow, and you'll know when we uh, go live. And, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. And appreciate everybody watching. Y'all take care. Bye-bye.